we've got leaks, leaks, and more leaks. I'm surprised the ship of Star Wars is still floating with all of these leaks. <laughs> we got good plumbers. <laughs> good. I mean, you got to have good plumbers. Otherwise, Absolutely. what's happening? Otherwise, over they there? just get out of control. You know, there's a, there's a flood and just too much happens. So, welcome, 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 welcome to Uplink. Let's just let's just follow through with the water analogy. If mm-hmm. Star Wars was a lake held in by a dam, Lucasfilm Games was a torrential downpour of rain into that dam, busting it open for all of these <laughs> new <laughs> Star Wars things. <laughs> Amazing. It's as if the Hoover Dam just burst wide open. <laughs> exactly. This These past few weeks, ever since the Lucasfilm game announcement, has been huge for people whose friends know people who are in Star Wars, whose uncle was at a Thanksgiving dinner who talked about Lucasfilm, to <laughs> I have a source directly to Lucasfilm games. Like, anywhere in between those two things, we've got sources <laughs> out the wazoo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, there's been a lot of leaks over the last couple of weeks and there's just some just completely wild sources and guesses and things like that. Yeah, we, we've had like we've had a huge amount of rumors and leaks over the last few weeks, more than we've probably had in the last like year or two, to be honest. Some of them are completely ridiculous, like saying that Inferno Squad are going to be in Fallen Order 2, even though that probably, you know, even though Inferno Squad weren't formed until 14 to 15 years after the first game happened. So it makes no sense. Others seem a little bit more um, reliable. Well, not necessarily reliable is not quite the right word to go about it, but they seem more feasible. Yeah. Um, And it's just, yeah, I mean, you mentioned about that whole like Uncle Thanksgiving dinner. It turned out that actually that specific one was just some guy making that up um, and that guy has not re- yet revealed his sources but I've spoken to a couple of these leakers in DMs and they've kind of told me their source they, they haven't obviously given me exact names but they've said stuff about who their sources are um, but it's just a case of you know can I actually believe that or not like and you know obviously I want to but only time really will tell as to whether or not these things actually turn out to be true or not mm-hmm I want to believe. <laughs> yes. Oh god. So let's go into what what are some of the top top leaks that you've been noticing recently? I mean, there's the Kotor one that we talked about last episode had one of the key leakers on Bespin Bulletin and we went mm-hmm. deep into the world of leaking and Star Wars games and what we wanted to see in the future, what we can potentially see, what are like our dream games are everyone. I mean, Everyone is just talking about what games they would like to be seeing Lucasfilm games and other companies make. And then all of a sudden it's like, I have, don't worry guys, I've got sources. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It it honestly is just, it's crazy. And um, yeah, I mean, some, KOTOR has been a huge leak over the last couple of weeks, not just from one person, but multiple like by mm-hmm. um last saturday we had yeah more recently bespin bulletin had done a sort you know done a report on it um jordan mason who's a fairly trusted like leaker he he had jason done schreier a on it jason schreier within the last year or so yeah he'd also covered it as well so we've had a lot of reliable sources and information come out about kotor and it really seems to be ramping up over the last couple of weeks 
There's also been a few things on Star Wars Battlefront 3, which I'm a bit like unsure about. There's only really one leak about that that I think is somewhat feasible, but only like as I said, only time's really gonna tell us what like as to how true that's gonna be. So yeah, there's been a lot of interesting things. There's been stuff on you know, it's it's mostly about Kotor at the moment, but there's been just a couple things on Battlefront 3 and a smaller scale EA Styles game later this year. Mm-hmm. Couple things there. I've yeah. kind of somehow muted all of the things around the Battlefront 3 just because of how frequent they are. But what is the yeah. uh, the leak that you find the most credence in for Battlefront 3? What was that which, that you were mentioning? Yeah, so one guy said on, on Reddit, of course it's Reddit, yeah. um, that Battlefront 3 is going to be announced later this year, like within the first half of the year. So probably EA Play, I would assume. Um, and he said that they're essentially trying to reinvent the Battlefront franchise and not only will it be um, like it won't be anything big but it will just be a logo reveal so it won't be any more than that and it will just be a logo reveal Um, and just basically the game is in very very early development as of right now and like I can kind of see that being like I can see that being true. I mean, obviously anyone can say that. So I spoke to the guy himself and he told me, you know, we had a brief conversation. He told me he was in the industry himself. He told me that a close friend of his works at EA Dice in the art department as a 3D artist. And then there was also some stuff about Fallen Order um, 2. And he said that um, he's got a friend who's a programmer at Respawn. So because he, he claims to have a close friend at Dice, that, you know, it is one of those things that is like, if I believe this guy, then, you know, this could very well happen, but I don't mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't want to be some like idiot and just believe everything some guy on the internet says. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the one that I think is most likely to be true, if any of them are true at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, with how insane some of the leaks have been, like one leak I saw was everything that everyone ever wanted coming true. But with this <laughs> one, I think it has that air of legitimacy. I think it's got, I mean, he's not like, hey, it's going to come out next year and it's going to be every single thing that's ever been in Star Wars in one game. We're going to have all of the heroes. It's going to be huge. We're going to have 200 versus 200 multiplayer. Like, it's not that. It's, they're in development or they're in early, early development. They're thinking about it. Um, If they do anything, it's going to be a logo reveal, which... I think if they're going to do anything, it's going to be like that. Um, yeah, going, 100%. calling back to when they first announced that they were making Battlefront 2015. That was literally mm-hmm. just snow. A an ATAT walks by, a speeder crashes in the snow, and you get Star Wars sounds like, yeah, and I then logo. That. that was so good. So good. <laughs> so that I see that having some credence to it. Yeah, absolutely, and it's. It's not only that, but this is a different person to someone who said about Battlefront 3 before. This is the guy who hasn't revealed sources in any way, but, um, you know, he said that, um, you know, he also said that it's in very early development and that we should expect an announcement sometimes, it, sometime in the coming months. So what this, you know, what this guy said, oh, he also said that it's going to, it's positioned to take a, a new direction for the franchise as well. So... 
Um, hmm. You know, that one's, you know, because they're pretty much, you know, because they line up pretty well together, they, it seems like it could be possible. But at the same time, this guy said, set a reminder for, for this Reddit on the 20th of April, which is like 4.20, uh-huh. which is so it's a bit, like, that's a bit, like, dodgy, really. Um, <clears throat> but things seem to line up. Uh, I'm not, like, going to straight up believe it, but mm-hmm. um, because of what uh, this first guy said, who was deaf, not a game dev, um, you know, I've I've definitely got hope for um, a Battlefront three. Um, we just really need to wait and see what happens over the next few months, really. And like like I said, I think it it could also just be a possibility because over the last year, Battlefront two has grown insane numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. it came out for free on PS Plus in June or July last year and got a ton of new players. With it coming to with EA Play coming to Xbox Game Pass as well, that got a lot of players on board with Xbox and PC. And then with it coming for free on Epic Games, we saw 19 million new players. And I think it would be stupid for EA to ignore that, um, especially considering that's a huge amount of players. And if they announce a Battlefront three within the next few months, then all of these new players are going to see that and they're going to think, "Oh my god!" Like. I've just picked up this game. It's awesome. There's another one coming in a few years. Like, oh my God. And then, so they, everyone's then going to be aware of this third game happening so that in a few years when it does release, or if it does release, then they're going to go up and buy that. And that's going to sell like millions upon millions of copies. Exactly. And one of the, one of the reasons that we're recording today in specific, yesterday they had the EA earnings call meeting and CEO Andrew Wilson had said that uh, Star Wars titles made under EA have made over $3 billion in net bookings and has sold a total of 52 million copies. It's pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. Yeah, I mean, considering, well, so if they've made over $3 billion, um, Galaxy of Heroes, like the mobile game itself, has made like $1 billion, which is crazy. Um but yeah, I mean, 52 million titles across the four games. Um, that's going to be taking out, like, f- I think that will definitely be, that won't be accounting for free downloads and stuff like that. That'll exactly. Be, I that's think, sales. Like, digital, like, yeah, actual, like, proper sales. So um, you've then got millions more on the way, um, mm-hmm. as the Kaminoans <laughs> would say. Um, 200,000 units are ready with a million more well on the way. But yeah, I mean, Battlefront 1 and 2 by some point last year or yeah, by some point last year, both Battlefront games combined had sold 33 million copies. By February last year, Fallen Order had sold over 10 million mm-hmm. and Scorchons was in the first month had sold 1 million. Um, Fallen Order from October 2019 to October 2020 was the second largest, be- like was the second best selling game in the world, I think, which is crazy um, over the last 12 months. So, yeah, I mean, 52 million copies based on everything going around, like, it seems a bit, like, doesn't seem as high as I thought it would be, but it's still a lot of, like, there's still a lot of copies sold and you've got to take into account players playing for free via, you know, the Epic Game Store and exactly. all these other things. That And um, this is an earnings call. So they're not going to say, oh, yeah, we got... 
so many people that have downloaded the game. No, this is 100%. This is how much money we made. This is how many mm-hmm. items that we sold and made money off of. That's not counting exactly. PlayStation Plus uh, having the game available for free. That's not counting the uh, Epic Game Store sales. It's not counting anything where it was a free download. Yep, exactly. And bear, like, yeah, another thing to bear in mind as well is that obviously like investors are there going to be asking questions. You know, it's the investors are pouring money into the company and they're, you know, they're not going to care about how many people played the game for free. They want to know about like how much money is actually coming in. Is Are their investments worth anything? And ultimately, if they just talk, if they have a big focus on, oh yeah, we've got this many people playing for free because we let it on these systems, then it's going to be like, okay, well, that's not making us any, that's not making any money though. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, tell us about the money. So it's not- <laughs> Show me the money. Know, exactly. They're not going to worry too much about talking about all these downloaded free to play players, but it's still like, you know, really impressive to, to see really. So. Exactly. And again, just showing how much of, how much strength the Star Wars license has for EA. Mm-hmm. And they've yep. said that they are continuing to make Star Wars games. They, uh, It has been a huge success with the Star Wars games that they've made. So obviously, they're going... So I think it is a given at this point that they will make a Battlefront 3 or a Battlefront sequel or a Battlefront reboot at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, is- I agree with that definitely a given whether it's specifically dice or if it's a new company we don't know we don't know the time frame it could be in three years it could be in seven years i definitely think that it will happen again all of these all of these rumors and stuff that we're hearing are leaks they've not been confirmed and we don't have huge groundbreaking sources or confirmations from anyone that has huge legitimacy. Someone like Jason Schreier, if he reported it, I would be like, yeah, it's definitely going to be happening. Or if he reported that it wasn't happening, it's probably not going to be happening. He has that back catalog and really good reputation with stuff like this. Yep. Not so. a lot of others do, though. That's the thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, like the th- another thing as well is like, you know we're we're talking about all these leaks and you know there's there's always a possibility that they're true there's always a possibility that they're false but we can't you know we don't really have any evidence to say yeah this is a load of rubbish like i've seen a lot of people completely just dusting this off like it's absolutely nothing saying it's a load of, a load of rubbish and stuff but no one has the evidence just to really say that that's the thing like mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, you always have to take things with a grain of salt, but you can't just completely dismiss them completely because there is a possibility that they're true. I mean, like I said, when someone was saying that Inferno Squad's going to be in Jelly Fall in order two, like, yeah, okay, I wouldn't believe that for a second. Dust that one off. But if <laughs> someone if if someone's saying that, you know, Battlefront Three will get a logo reveal and all that stuff, then um, you know, you might just for yourself might just be like yeah that's a load of rubbish because you don't want to get hyped up about it which is totally fine but Mm -hmm. when you're going around like blasting off saying that you know this is complete false and not true and stuff like that then well you don't actually like no one actually knows that that's the thing the only person to know if it's true or not ultimately is the leaker themselves Mm -hmm. and you know they could easily be a troll but only time will actually tell what the outcome is going to be for that as much as there isn't hard facts that it 
is happening. You can say the same thing about it not happening. So we're just in this limbo yeah, of exactly. Do you want to have hope? Do you not want to have hope? Do you want obviously what you should do is you should go in and expect everything to be lies and be pleasantly surprised if it does happen. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the attitude that I think everyone should take. I think you know definitely take you know take everything with a grain of salt. You know, make an assumption that it is probably a lie, but that's not to say that it won't happen because if you go into it thinking oh yeah this could actually happen oh my god then you know you're going into that false hope and um if it like ultimately becomes and ends up being not true then you're just going to be disappointed and that's what you don't want so if you go into it thinking yeah it's probably not true but i'll keep an eye on it anyway then i think that's just a much better way to go about things with all leaks exactly this episode of Uplink Podcast is brought to you by It's Not a Tiny House Podcast, a podcast all about alternative living and making it happen. Definitely go give them a listen. Link will be in the description of this episode. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. Now, the other thing that we've been hearing a lot of rumors on, and I've, I've, I've heard from some of the people that I'm in contact with, is a smaller scale Star Wars game coming out. Let's go in a little bit of what that could mean for the future. And this is specifically what I've heard and what's been leaked as well is that it is a smaller scale Star Wars game on the same level of something like Squadrons coming from EA. And yep. this is one that I really, really think is happening. Uh, the people that I've heard it from, I know would know. And the other yep. people... I mean, Bestman Bulletin on last episode said he's heard the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. And um, I've heard, you know, I heard that that we could be getting a smaller scale styles game from another Reddit leak. So, um, you know, and again, obviously, it's that kind of typical Reddit thing, really. But um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, I, I think it could absolutely happen. I mean, this is the thing. It happened last year with Squadrons. Um, this same thing happened with Squadrons last year. We we got like a leak of it, you know, Project Maverick back in, I think, February last year. And yeah. we were like, okay, so we're going to be getting a Starfighter game at some point. We don't know if it's this year. We don't know if it's next year. But we knew yeah. that we were going to get something at some point. And then it wasn't until, like, it wasn't until Friday the 11th of June, I think it was, um, that we got a leak through the Xbox store that it was called Star Wars Squadrons. And that's when EA Star Wars was like, okay, well, set a reminder for Monday at this time for the reveal trailer. So that so it was like Monday 15th of June, we got the reveal trailer. And then on Thursday 18th of June, we got the gameplay trader at EA Play Live. So, um, you know, it, it really wouldn't surprise me if something like this happened again. And even Battlefront 2, like that wasn't actually officially unveiled and announced until Star Wars Celebration um, yeah, 2017. The original trailer so, was leaked before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's one of those things that, you know, EA twice already and, pot, you know, could easily go and do it a third time but they've gone and announced the game and released it in the same year and i see absolutely no reason why this can't happen again and i don't and i think it's something that ea could very well go and do quite a lot going forward maybe but um i don't know so 
yeah, so I saw it on Reddit from this guy called um, called Orca. Orca is not alone. He actually said something <laughs> about Kotor, which a lot of other people have been reporting. Um, so, yeah, he he simply said EA, EA is working on a small-scale styles game that will release later this year. The game's been in the works for a little over two years. It's akin to something like Squadrons in terms of its size, so nothing like Fallen Order or Battlefront. Um, he's... He says it's also a shooter, but he's not sure whether it's like first or third person yet. And then it will release in Q4 later this year um, for all major platforms, excluding the Switch. And then it's being developed in the Unreal Engine. Um, he then said that's all from my Day of the Tentacle sources. And after like after further inspection and discussion with the with Orca himself, um, Day of the Tentacles was a game. Cre- like developed by LucasArts, I think yeah. back in like 1993 or something. Back in the day, um, it was a really good game. Yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah, and um, so after asking him, yeah, he basically said that um, without getting too specific, my source isn't someone at the development company, but someone who collaborates with that said company within another company. My Day of the Tentacle comment should tell you what company I'm referring to. Hope that helps. And considering Day of the Tentacle is a game that was released by LucasArts, obviously Lucasfilm Games announced properly themselves mm-hmm. again early in January. He probably has a, he's got a source within Lucasfilm Games that said that. Um, again, like this is one of those things that it's like, well, they could easily be false, and it you know it very well may not be true at all, but considering you've heard it from your sources best pin bulletins reported it as well um it's just i can't see it not happening now to be honest so um yeah so i think we could absolutely see something and if it's a shooter as well that would be awesome because like considering we had um squadrons last year and that's all obviously a starfighter game if we're going to get a shooter this year, I imagine that probably would be something like a first-person shooter of some kind. Yeah. So let's let's talk about kind of what we would like to see. Obviously, I know you and I both, we're on the Rainbow Six Siege Star Wars bandwagon hardcore. Mm-hmm. We are both the conductors yeah. of that train. <laughs> I'm working on an like a I'm working on a video at the moment for it. I got the script recorded and edited today. It's going to be about like 12 minutes long, but yeah, I'm going super in depth with it and I can um I'll send you some screenshots of that. Um excellent. When when we finish or something now, so yeah. yeah so good. Obviously, that's the game that we both want and yep. this is like so what I've heard is that they're working on a smaller scale Star Wars game. That's that's what I've heard. And I don't know anything like, I don't know what it's based off of or when the release date's out. Literally all I've heard is they're making a smaller scale Star Wars game, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. It would be so, so good if it was a smaller scale tactical shooter. Like, I think that's what we would love to see. Yeah, it would be so good honestly so good and there's been a lot of talk about like a republic commando game as well like over the last i mean that's kind of been a thing for the last year or so i think now um and you know if we are getting a smaller scale style shooter from ea then i think it could very well be possible that perhaps it could you know maybe it could be a republic commando tactical shooter of some kind coming out later this year like I really hope it is a tactical shooter because that's something I've wanted for so long now, mm-hmm. like more so over the last couple of months. But just imagine like 
starting off with even if it was just starting off with like 10 operators per side like 10 characters you know republican separatist or something like that exactly you just build up the ground you build the game up from there through live service because um that's how games are made now that is how games are made it would be super fascinating if it was a i mean i don't think it would be this but if it was a free-to-play shooter yeah would be incredible that'd be cool yeah, that'd be awesome. And the thing is, though, free to the beauty of free to play games is it makes everything so accessible, and it can generate sales for other things. I mean, if you look at Call of Duty, for example, Warzone is arguably the biggest battle royale out there. Um, mm-hmm. Like for, you know, you you could argue that it's take you know it's taken over Fortnite really, um, especially yeah. in like the last year, and. The, the the thing with with Warzone is that like over the last couple of months they've integrated the new Cold War weapons and stuff into into Warzone and if people play Warzone but don't play the Modern Warfare multiplayer or campaign or anything they just play the battle royale and they're like oh yeah I like the gunplay this is cool or oh, I like this gun then, I am that person will, yeah exactly and you you have... then go and buy that game. So before Warzone, I had never played a Call of Duty game before. And I played Warzone, loved it, loved the Cold War stuff in it. We played together, got some really fun wins. Yeah, I got three wins in 90 minutes. Lovely. Exactly. Loved it. Played it a ton. And then um, Cold War went on sale. I was like, hmm, this looks fun. And picked up Cold War. Never... Mm -hmm. Would I have in my entire life done that unless I had played mm-hmm. Cold unless I played Warzone first? So there is a yep. huge incentive there for that. Uh, what mm-hmm. could be cool if a Battlefront Three does come out? We we've heard uh, this is not a completely original idea, but if it was a and we talked about it last episode with Best Bulletin, if there mm-hmm. was a Battlefront Three with a free to play battle royale aspect to it that is built into the game like warzone was originally it was you Mm -hmm. downloaded the whole modern warfare game and it also had warzone you'd have to unlock the rest of the game by buying it but you'd be able to play warzone for free Mm -hmm. and if they had that and then every now and then did free to play weekends where you got to play certain aspects of a battlefront 3 you would see so many people go and pay that sixty, seventy dollars to get the full game. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's an absolute. It's a gold mine, honestly. It really is. Because if you, you know, if you see a big franchise like Star Wars, and then you see the name and you see the the price free, like you're gonna pick that up. I mean, look at yeah. the Epic Game Store. Like, who's not gonna Battlefront, do that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, I mean, nineteen million players. I don't know whereabouts it sits on in the charts, but Battlefront Two would have like shot right up in the epic game store you know and it's it's crazy you know 19 million people picked that up for free imagine if they released a star wars battle royale and to be fair that would probably get even more than 19 million across the board but Mm -hmm. imagine just on that one epic game store platform they release a free-to-play battle royale alongside like battlefront 3 people are going to play this battle royale on epic games and they're going to be like oh this is a multiplayer as well huh exactly i'll pay you know i'll go and pay this but and the thing is though it's not just having it as a separate client but having it 
integrated into the actual full game as well. Seeing that locked thing is going to lead to players being a lot more curious about what that actually is all about. And they'll go and maybe do some research on it. They'll mm-hmm. watch some streams, watch some videos on what's actually behind that locked door. And they'd be like, okay, this actually looks pretty good. I'll buy it. Whereas exactly. if you had it as a separate game, there's no incentive there. It's more just a case of, you know, you'll play the game and then you'll probably, you probably will look for the full thing anyway with the other content. But if you have it all integrated into the one system, I mean, it just makes sense anyway, but also just, it can lead to, I can't really think of the word for it, but I know there is a word for it, but it just, it provides a much bigger incentive to go and play that. And mm-hmm. just imagine if across like Warzone within a few weeks, I think, or like within a couple of months had a hundred million players. Imagine if a Star Wars Battle Royale got 100 million players and then like 40 or 50 million went and bought the PS, like bought the, yeah. like, the full game. If that's 10%, that's Moolah. 10 million. Yeah. So they DICE has done a Battle Royale before, but the problem with that Battle Royale was you had to pay to play the game. Yeah. And around the same time, uh, so Call of Duty originally had um, something of a similar idea, right? Around the same time that uh, Battlefield Five had the Battle Royale shooter, what was yeah. it? What was uh, Call of Duty's called? It's like Blackout. Blackout. Yeah. yeah. But the reason why those two games weren't as popular was because you had to buy the entire game mm-hmm. to get access to that one mode, and yep. you need the. If you're going to have a large-scale multiplayer game with one map, you need to have a lot of people on that game. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And the thing, like, the, thing, the thing as well is you're in, like, with the Battle Royale over the last couple of years, you're in a really competitive market because with, you know, Fortnite came out in September 2017, or like the Battle Royale did anyway. <clears throat> the actual game itself was like June or July. Um and that, you know, that launches a free-to-play experience. And if Call of Duty comes out with a battle royale, they're like, hey, you know, we've got a battle royale for you to play. Oh, but you have to pay it. It's like, okay, I could pay 60 quid to go and play this Black Ops battle royale along with the multiplayer, or I could spend no money whatsoever and play this other battle royale that's free. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that... Um, in a market like that, you need to react to that, and I think, um, I, I I think with the case of Blackout and um, Firestorm in Battlefield, they were kind of just re- hoping to rely on people's love for the genre or lo- people's love for bat. They were they were basically just hoping on people's love for battle royale to be like, yeah, okay, I'll pick this game up so I can play this new battle royale. That's mm-hmm. not how something like that would really work and Activision I think Activision saw their mistake with that with Blackout so then that's when they were like right okay well we can't release this as another paid service let's bring it out for free and make money through a battle pass Fortnite's done it and they're incredibly successful so let's go and do the same and it's tried and tested and it works for them so there's that idea uh, now yep. going back into the, the smaller scale game mode let's talk about kind of what we would want to see from that obviously rainbow six siege but star wars like we talked about many times in the past would be epic to see republic commando would would be awesome as well it it would tie in perfectly like that would be like the perfect storm of 
the ideal Star Wars game. But other than those, what could you expect to see? Do you think it's going to be multiplayer or do you think it's going to be story-based? Yeah, it, it's a difficult one because, you know, Squadron's released and that was, a, you know, it's a pretty small game, but it had both single player and multiplayer. And I'd like, I'd like to think this smaller scale game could also have both. Um, briefly on that tactical shooter idea, like my main idea is either retell the story of Delta Squad, but in a bit more depth than just like three missions or something like the original game, and then have a tactical shooter multiplayer to go alongside that. Or instead of being Delta Squad, have a prequel to Clone Wars Season 7 with Bad Batch and essentially tell Bad Batch's story through the Clone Wars because through the Clone Wars we know absolutely nothing about what they did Be up besides like they did some work with Cody um, prior to Season 7. So maybe have a single player with the Bad Batch or something. And considering they're getting their own TV show this year as well post-Clone mm-hmm. Wars, that would, would be awesome to really fill up their story. Um, and then just with the multiplayer have that tactical shooter side of things um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a tactical shooter either to be honest it, it could literally just be something as simple as like Call of Duty multiplayer to be honest because if you look at you know I know Battlefront's like the first third person but that is all rather like large scale um, it's mostly like a large scale experience really and not so much you know, it it doesn't have that Call of Duty feel in any way whatsoever. But if they made this like smaller scale, um, you know, first person shooter like the Call of Duty multiplayer, then I think that could feel very different to anything Battlefront related. Um, and I think that could actually be, I think it could be quite a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And like, um, so, like you said, Squadrons was both it was multiplayer and it was also a story mission back in the heyday um before the rise of widely accessible online multiplayer you had the the star wars games like the original republic commando you had games like uh the force unleashed you had games that were smaller in scope that didn't have multiplayer weren't wide galaxy reaching stories like uh arguably republic commando while it is a fantastic game it's smaller than games nowadays Mm -hmm. um even if you take away even if it was the same graphical fidelity that it is now it would be a smaller game so that Mm -hmm. could be if they're if they're targeting a game that's 40 dollars, like squadron was Mm mm-hmm you could see something along those lines. Obviously, yeah. it would be more of a one-off thing, but EA has seen how successful those story-based Star Wars games could be with Fallen Order. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I I think, like, my main concern, like, so I've, I've got, like, obviously I have absolutely nothing against single-player games. I've loved all the single-player stuff we've had so far. But my concern would be that if this smaller Star Wars game is single player only, then that would concern me, to be honest. Um, like, I'd probably enjoy the hell out of it. But um, Battlefront 2 stopped cutting content in April. So by the time this releases, it would have been a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And then Squadrons is a really niche game. And it doesn't have the same kind of audience that a Battlefront would have. And I, you know, I personally don't find myself playing that a huge amount, like maybe once a week or maybe once every twice, you know, once every two weeks or so. So, you know, my 
main concern is that for Star Wars players who are hungry for multiplayer Star Wars games, like new multiplayer Star Wars games, is that, you know, if this game coming out later this year is a shooter, but it's only single player, then they're not really going to be that interested in Star Wars for a while. Like, they'll probably get the game, play the campaign, and just leave it after that. And, um, you know, 2022 will very likely be Jedi Fallen Order 2, but that's, you know, that's potentially it, really, until, um, you know, maybe we get a new game from another company in 2023 and EA brings something out also in that same year. Like, they don't want to wait you know, people aren't going to want to wait two to three years from this big multiplayer experience to the next experience either because um, it's just, yeah, it's not going to be great for them as, you know, fans and just overall players. Because, you know, even if this game was a small-scale game like Squadrons, if it's a first-person shooter, straight away that's got a much bigger target audience than what Squadrons has. Like, obviously, no disrespect to Squadrons at all because I love the game. Yeah. But, you know, er- everyone knows it's a niche game. They, you know, they themselves know it's a niche game and it's not going to be for everyone. And I'm really glad that they released it and made such an incredible Starfighter experience. But um, if they're releasing a shooter later this year, like, as the leaks are suggesting, then it needs to have a multi... I think it has to have multiplayer of some kind just to, you know, especially to help keep people interested in in star wars games um not just star wars in general mm-hmm. but ea styles as well it will help them a lot so yeah we'll we'll see yeah definitely you'd have that continuation of people coming in uh the question that we would all have because squadrons was a smaller scale game it was touted as a game from the 90s it was going to be a set experience it's not going to have a continuation of a live service or anything like that so it could be cool if they started it small, but instead of like the motive single experience game, they're like, okay, this is going to be a live service game and go in with that expectation. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because I was, I was going to mention this earlier, but I forgot. But another concern of mine would actually be that if this is a smaller, yeah, sure, this is going to be a smaller scale game, but are they going to be like squadrons and be like, Hey, we're not going to update the game post launch or mm-hmm. ultimately what happened was they updated the game a couple times post launch, but the, you know, we're probably not going to get anything else squadrons related now. Um, you know, that like November, December update was it really apart from like the odd cosmetic. Um, yeah. My main concern is if they do release a smaller scale style shooter, are they going to be like, yeah, we don't want to do this as a live service and, you know, here's the game, that's it, go play. Um, and I just I just think that's not, you know, whilst I'm, you know, whilst I very much enjoy Squadrons and I'm, you know, if it is going to be a, a shooter, I will probably play that quite a lot, but people will start to get bored over time. And if this shooter wasn't a live service title even if it was only for a year then that's you know that's something because ea don't have a live service game currently released battlefront well obviously battlefront one went a few years ago battlefront two's been gone for almost a year um squadrons had a couple updates and that's it and then fallen all as a single player game if they release a shooter this year without a live service then 
the following year is going to be Fallen Order 2, and that's obviously a single player game as well, so no live service there. What like what would what then does EA have to keep people interested in their Star Wars games? Because if they didn't have a live service, they wouldn't. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, and it's all you know. Pe- I've I've seen people say like, oh, you know, it's it's good. Like, you don't have to update every game, and you know, you don't. But the way the market is now, you can't. And you know, it, and yeah, just the way the market is now, people are hungry for new content. People will buy a game, play it. And then they'll want more and they'll keep wanting more and more. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Battlefront 2. And yeah. I just think if, you know, if this is a first first or third person or just first person game later this year, then I think it's the perfect opportunity for them to really dive deep into a live service game that can go on for years. Going back to Rainbow Six, that's almost toward, that's towards the end of its fifth year now, going into its sixth later exactly. in the quarter, <laughs> I think. And, you know... I really want EA to do something like that because they've not done that before. Like Battlefront Two was a live service of two and a half years, which was amazing. But yeah, but like you know, eight months of those were fixing the um, fixing the. It was like um, what is fixing the progression system? Yes, the progression. Why can't I figure that word? (laughs) Progression. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, and this is yeah exactly like there was a good. Well, I mean, it was like game came out mid-November and the update came out like late March, I think, for progression. Um, but that still had knock-on effects for the coming months because we still saw some pretty small updates after that. Um, and it's just, yeah, EA needs to release a game and I just think they need to stick with it for a while to come. Like, I mean, Apex Legends has been going on for two years now and they said in their earnings call that the last two years they've seen at least 30% growth in both years which is amazing and yes. they're going to they seem very they seem very very keen to be keeping that game as a live service for many more years to come which is great i'm really happy for the apex community and i'm really happy that ea are going to be doing that but they need to do that with the star wars game and i feel like starting off with a small shooter this year if that is to be the case is the perfect opportunity to be like right this is a focus. I feel like it, you know, if it's something small, it's going to be a pretty focused experience. It's not going to be like Battlefront where you've got a bit of everything. It's going to be a small focused experience, hopefully with a multiplayer that they can be like, okay, let's periodically just add more characters, more or whatever you know, whether it's characters or skins, new weapons, equipment, whatever it's going to be. They need to stick with this and be committed to it for the long run, in my opinion. Exactly. They need to build up that goodwill that they lost when they canceled a few Star Wars games. They need, actually, yeah, they need to build up the the goodwill of support from when they canceled, um, what was it, a Visceral Star Wars game, the Visceral Studio. They canceled the support for Battlefront 2 after a huge success in bringing players back and a huge turnaround for that game. They need to build Absolutely. up that that positivity that they lost mm-hmm. through some of the decisions that they made. Um, and they're yeah. beginning to work on that in a different game franchise, Battlefield. They lost some of that uh, goodwill with Battlefield 5. Uh, Battlefield 1 was a huge, huge success, and Battlefield 5 was not able to uh, 
wasn't able to replicate that. So they decided to go a whole hog into Battlefield 6, and hopefully that pays Mm -hmm. off. If it doesn't pay off, that kind of sucks for Battlefront, because Battlefront was doing (laughs) a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. And this is the thing as well, like with, um, you know, it's not just necessarily... um, well, so the the thing as well, like obviously the license has been opened up to other companies, right? And if EA released a game and just didn't service it again, like really this year, if that was like a multiplayer thing that they didn't really service this year, and then they released Fallen Order two, you know, both of these games could be a huge hit for for fans. But with more companies coming into the Star Wars IP, then you know what have what like why should these people buy your games over someone else's i mean styles fans are probably going to go and buy all of the games anyway but you still need to have that kind of if you have only the budget on to buy people. one star wars game which one should you buy which one would you buy if you see mm-hmm. battlefront 2 got canceled you're like if i buy this one it could be canceled in a year but i really want to play it longer so you know what i'm going to save my money and i'm not going to buy that game i'm going to buy this other game that's coming out and that's that's yeah. what ea has to be careful with they need mm-hmm. they're no longer on a free ticket to ride they have to put in the work and they've been putting in the work they've built up a great community they turned battlefront 2 around completely but they have to keep that momentum up they they really do, and that's like that's my concern is if they didn't do a live service with this next multiplayer game, if it's gonna be a multiplayer game, that is. Like I'm just going on assumptions here now. But it's like, yeah, if they released a shooter this year and it wasn't well and it was multiplayer, then they need to keep fans like engaged with the game for as long as they can. And if um you know, if Ubisoft, not their open world game, but if Ubisoft come out with another Star Wars game that maybe is a multiplayer shooter of some kind as well, then... I'm under the assumption that the the open world Star Wars game that they're going to make is going to be an online shooter. I mean, I was walking through yeah. Walmart the other day and there was... I was very tempted. They had Division 2 there, but I couldn't find the price exactly and I could probably find it cheaper online. So I was like, mm-hmm. not going to do it. But looking at the back catalog of what that game development company that's making the uh, Ubisoft Star Wars game does, I think that's going to be what they're going to make. But we can see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it like it's been rumored that that's going to be an MMO. So I'm not like I'm expecting it to be some, you know, I'm expecting it to be like online multiplayer of some kind. But it's just what type of thing will it be? But um yeah like if it is going to be so let's just say it's not necessarily the open world game but like a non-open world shooter of some kind let's just or let, let's just say like just for the sake of it we'll say ubisoft are making star wars rainbow six and ea are making star wars call of duty for whatever mm-hmm. reason it's titled that and <laughs> this star wars call of duty game is coming out this year but this ubisoft Star Wars Rainbow Six game isn't coming out for like three years. When Ubisoft released this Star Wars Rainbow Six game, and going back to your analogy of that you've got budget to only buy one, why should this one person buy Star Wars Call of Duty as opposed to Star Wars Rainbow Six? Sure, Star Wars Rainbow Six is a new game, but has EA been updating it for the last few years? Did they leave it after... 
you know, did they leave it after a couple of months? Like, what happened? Well, if they left it after a couple of months, sod that game, I'll go buy this Ubisoft one. Mm -hmm. If they've been updating it for the last two or so years and you know for a fact that they have plans to update it for the next few years, you're like, oh, I mean, this game's a bit old. You know, it's a bit older, but it's it's much bigger. It's got lots of content and be like, hmm, well, I can't buy another Styles game for six months after this, so I might want to get this because it's got more content to keep me engaged. And that's exactly. like that's the thing. Like, you know, they need to be as you know, they, they don't have this free pass anymore. Like they they need to be competitive with this Star Wars license because at the end of the day, com you know, everyone everyone knows this, but competition drives innovation and EA mm -hmm. need to innovate with the Star Wars license. They need to be they need to reevaluate everything and just be like, Yeah, okay, well, we need to we wanna keep players in for longer. We currently don't have like you know about i mean people are playing battlefront 2 all the time still but we want to introduce fans to this other styles game so how can we do that you know and if it's a multiplayer then bang live service for a couple years please or just longer than a few years you know i think i've said that point so many times so i apologize but it's <laughs> it's one of those things that it's just uh, I mean it, you know? <laughs> yeah, they need it to show just, gamers that they awesome make the best Star Wars games. Yeah, absolutely. Well, excellent, dude. It's been an absolute blast having you on the podcast. Always Thank a you very good much. time. Yeah, it's you guys, always awesome to be on. Stay tuned to Split's channel for that big Appreciate project it. that he's working on. I just got a teaser, and it's going to be good. Oh, yes. <laughs> that <laughs> lovely stuff. That's all for this episode of Uplink Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash uplinkpodcast to get exclusive content as well as access to Uplink Plus, a monthly exclusive podcast talking all things wider world of gaming, Star Wars, and more. Definitely come check this out and help us support the show. A great free way to support the show is by leaving us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can leave a review of the podcast, it helps us out a ton and helps new listeners find the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Uplink Podcast as well as on Instagram, Uplink Podcast as well. Twitter is a great way to keep up to date on all things Star Wars gaming as well as all things on the show. Also, definitely check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. We stream every Saturday at usually it's around 12 p.m. MST. We play Star Wars games, we play Among Us, we play all kinds of fun stuff, and it is a great time. Also, stay tuned for some more content coming to our YouTube channel as we are ramping things up for 2021. Also, if you love video games, Star Wars, plants, and pizza, definitely check us out on Discord. Link will be in the description. Come join our awesome community. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you can find the show. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.